It is 4.37 Mountain Time in the afternoon on Friday, March 20, uh, March 27th, 2020. I'm Kevin Williams, podcasting to you from Billings, Montana. My new location, well, at least for a while, and uh, might be okay. Uh, might, maybe I should be in wide open spaces to weather out this coronavirus. Uh, Stacy and Warren Fast are my guests. We're going to talk about uh, the film Saving Grace and probably some other things. But since we're on the uh, coronavirus, uh, how have you been dealing with it over there in Florida? Uh, doing pretty well so far, Kevin. Oh, by the way, please forgive me for correcting, but it's it's Finding Grace is the is oh, the film. Oh, what did I say? Saving Grace. Oh, Finding Grace. Okay, yes. I got it mixed up. Okay, Finding Grace. Yeah. No problem. Um, oh, good. Um, yeah, we're going to be, looks like I haven't read the whole details, but it looks like we're going to be on lockdown here. And, uh, my nephew's coming home from his mission late tomorrow night. So we'll just uh, weather the storm here. I have, uh, plenty of books to listen to and, um, hopefully I can go out in the backyard and at least enjoy the weather sometimes, but yeah, congratulations on his mission. That's awesome. Yeah. He, uh, he had to come home early cause he's in Chile oh, and yeah. he was supposed to come home in June, but unfortunately, because of this virus. And that's probably a good idea because, let's face it, he's been traveling overseas, and I think the church probably just wants to keep people safe. As much as I think that this virus has been blown far out of proportion, yeah, the international travelers, I can understand uh, them being quarantined, or at least church wanting them to be quarantined. I get that. Uh, That's probably a safe precaution, I suspect. Anyway, so uh, you two created a film. Now, what role did you, you were one of the producers, Warren, of uh, Finding Grace? Well, I I, um, I wrote the script and uh, directed it. Uh, my wife helped produce it, and and uh, we, we produced it together, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, she did a lot of the driving work of the, of the production part of it, you know, behind the scenes. And I was basically the creative part of it, most of most of, the, of that part. Yes. So you did the production, Stacy. Yes, she just stepped out for. Oh, just, okay. Forever, <laughs> um, okay. just a minute. Hang on, just. I'll probably ask her to step back in, but um, yeah, she she was the um, producer on the film, did a lot of work behind the scenes, and uh, basically was. I was thankful to have her on this because. Uh, I just really wanted to get it done and uh, I couldn't have done it without her. Uh, for one, I couldn't have done it anyway without her <laughs> being married to her because I would be away from her the whole time and it would not help the marriage, but at all, but, but, uh, it was, it was so, so much fun having her together and, and, uh, having her voice, uh, involved in the, you know, the writing, uh, the directing and everything else. But, uh, it's just amazing. Let me spend, give me one second. I'll grab her right back in. Okay. Yeah, we'll just uh, wait here. Uh, Finding Grace is a great film, folks. Uh, I'm just going to fill up some dead air here while he's getting Stacy. Yeah. Okay. Oh, is she there? Yes. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Uh, hi, Stacy. Hi. Sorry about that. I stepped out for a moment. <laughs> What's that? I had to step out for a moment. I'm back. That's okay. Um, yeah. So you, I guess you did the production. Did you do all the sound editing and the sound effects and everything or how to, what, what do you mean? Uh, no, no, I, I did the stuff that people don't see, but that's, that's one of those things, but those are, that's actually done by our post-production company that we had hired. 
Oh, so, okay. Yeah, some other people involved with that sound, um, color. Mm -hmm. we, we actually had separate people for, for the, the technical part was handled by a whole another team. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, cause I don't know anything about making a movie. I mean, other than, you know, the amateur movies that we made in scouts that were kind of <laughs> dumb. I did those too. <laughs> yeah. I played in a movie and I don't even think we finished it. In fact, I know we didn't, but I was supposed to play in a movie where I, watched a news broadcast on TV and somebody was talking about how they donated money to BSU radio, uh, which is a national public radio affiliate up in Idaho. Mm -hmm. And I was supposed to tell my mom about it. My mom was supposed to tell me to call the police and say, I heard this guy mm -hmm. on TV donating, uh, talking about donating money to BSU radio he revealed his name go get him but we never even got that far it was just a <laughs> stupid movie wow. and, but it, yeah so how is in all uh, seriousness though how is uh, walk me through how a film is produced from beginning to end because uh, i want to well, be enlightened here well i could only walk you through how we did it because i okay. have no idea yeah, how you are really supposed to do it okay but it was our first film and uh, you know i came up with this idea and uh, I knew that I wanted to produce a film because I, I, I'm a screenwriter by trade really. That's what I really do is, you know, I've, I've, I've sold a couple scripts and I've, you know, options and material and I've seen things produced of mine, but I wanted to do one of my own. And uh, I, I decided, I said, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to have to come up with an idea that's affordable. That's something I can raise money and, you know, without having to look at, you know, millions and millions of dollars. Uh, so I did that. I had an idea, and I wanted to make it uh, faith-based um, as well. A family. I wanted a family film. So I just came up with this idea, and it really started to come pretty quick once I had those things in in my mind. And uh, you know, characters, plot, all came together. Put it on paper about six weeks. And in the middle of after I got that done, I approached my wife and said that uh, this is the we're going to produce this, and I want to get her take on that, and she agreed. Um, she agreed reluctantly. <laughs> okay. But, but, but still, of course, yeah. supported it. No, I mean, when I say that, I mean, she didn't, it's like, what? Well, it was, it was something that was new, obviously, for us that we were going to be involved in, something that would be a journey in itself. <laughs> it's very, very, something two of us did that really a team of yeah, 30 we, or more should have been doing <laughs> we had no, We had no resources, we had no money, nothing. So, you know, my, my, my local resources, I looked, we had a film commissioner here, Julie Gordon, very mm -hmm. excellent uh, person in general, and, and just had a lot of, uh, uh, she was on board with what I wanted to do, and she helped, with, you know, gathering some resources. There was a local uh, uh, company, Bethel Films, uh, Lucas Messi was uh, the head of that, and he had just purchased a cinematic camera, and he was doing all kinds of other things, like he was making commercials, all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But he, he just purchased a cinematic camera, and uh, I was like, great. And he loved it. He's a very, very strong Christian, and he read the script, wanted to be involved, so we made a deal, cut a deal. And that's that. So it was just us, basically, getting this movie filmed and on film. And then I had to, you know, I edited a lot myself, but I hired an editor, and then I hired uh, other people to do more post-production along the way. And then uh, there was an individual, one of our actors, well, of course, that's another whole aspect. We had to put out to the world on 
to get actors involved and we had them send auditions in. It was hours and hours of emailing. Yeah, going through, you know, hundreds at, of people auditions. auditions and just, wow. Yes, and one, one of those individual actors uh, liked the film enough that wanted to be involved in um, some aspect of production and uh, she had some networking connections and so we, we brought her on board as, a, as, as another producer in post-production. So she helped us with some post-production aspects of the film networking, marketing, that kind of thing. That's uh, London Grace. She also plays the principal in the film. Mm -hmm. Okay. Principal yeah. Gray. Yeah. Yeah, so. Now, how did you get the word out that you needed actors and actresses? Oh. I went through IMDb, uh, okay. which is an internet movie database. And I just, there's a feature on there where you can just post, you know, a production. And then uh, I figured anybody on there is in the business probably would, would want to put into it. But of course, there were some actors. Well, it's kind of like pros. a LinkedIn for uh, actors and actresses. Yeah, yeah I think yes. you're right. Yeah, kind of like that. And, and for productions, because you can find any productions, all the information you want, companies, anything's on there. But of course, I the stars, I approached them directly. I knew which stars I wanted. And I, mm -hmm. once I had those in place, then I, I auditioned all the other roles mm -hmm. in the film. Now, um, it's interesting that you got some of the actors and actresses that you did. You had one, I, I don't remember the name, so help me out here. You got one who was on Once I Was a Beehive. Oh, yes. You had one. Paris, Paris Warner. Warner. Yes. Paris Warner. Who's that? Paris Warner. Oh, yeah, that's the one who plays the main character, Alaska. That's, yes. That's correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jason, who I believe Jason was on 17 Miracles, wasn't he? Yes, Jason Wade. Correct. Yeah. Number of films as well. And uh, Jason. Miracle. Yeah. Who did Jason play? Her dad. Connor. Okay, that's what I thought. Mm -hmm. Okay. And a bunch of others. Th those are the two. But it's interesting that you had actual Hollywood actors and actresses playing as well. Yes. Yes, that was a that was a necessity for me. Mm -hmm. I knew that uh, I knew well. I approached Utah Talent because I just knew there was just a lot of great talent there, and I knew Paris and Jason both were immensely talented, and I'd seen their films, and I just went, I just knew they were perfect for these roles. Mm -hmm. And when I approached them, they 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 liked the script, they wanted to be involved, and that was, it was great. So then with them, I went on to find my Hollywood talent. And I had a short list, and uh, I, you know, approached, of course, Erin Gray from Buck Rogers in the 25th Century. I remember her, Silver Spoons, and a million other things in the 70s and 80s that she's made a name for herself. Um, and then um, David Keith, of course, uh, somebody I've watched my whole life, you know, a million different movies, Firestarter, E571, Officer and a Gentleman. I mean, great, great actor. And uh, he loved the film too, wanted to be involved. So uh, we were very fortunate that the uh, script was able to, to gather this, this talent. What, uh, why, you kind of touched on it, but what inspired you to make this film? Yeah, I, <laughs> I kind of, I mean, really, I just, I, I'd, I'd been selling and optioning scripts for a while, seeing them produced, seeing them not produced. And I just, I don't know. <laughs> wanted to wanted to do my own and get it out there. I wanted I wanted to try my hand at directing as well. I I felt I would really love directing and and I did love directing. I do. That's one of my favorite things in the business to do. I I think that's his element. He is the most natural directing. Uh, first of all, writing it, acting in it himself, and also directing it. That's just and of course helping the produce as well. All those things. Oh, what was that? Talking to the mic a bit more. 
Oh, I'm so sorry. He he has done there it all, go. basically. He basically um, wrote the script, acted in it, uh, directed it, of course, producing, helped producing, of course, and then also the, all of those other things that come with film. And, and, um, and believe me, he does his homework. He just didn't jump in without understanding what the business is and how that works. And um, of course, it's been really great um, since we started with connections and meeting people and you know learning along the way I mean this is our first film together so but without his you know looking into things and 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 really digging in I don't think I mean there's just no way that it could have happened but I know the Lord had a lot to do with that it's in such a short period I mean it just it really wasn't a matter of less than six months time that this all occurred so I mean the initial from from, yeah. from from the from idea, idea from the idea to so when it was done it was yeah. about six months yeah and of course waiting for all of the things to, to pan out to the color the all these different corrections and whatever we needed to do um our different teams that we've dealt with and up to distribution time it's just been really a, an interesting fun journey it's it's been stressful and also fun i can't i don't know how else to <laughs> yeah it's, it's kind of it was delayed yeah. for about a year because we had a hurricane come through yes. our hometown here and destroy everything and been you know we had to deal with that and i, I work in, in a job that i have to do work during all that stuff so it was like i was doing a lot of i had no time to do anything it just um, just having us as a team dealing with getting the actors here flying in here getting them you know places to stay food yeah it's so um, much just, it's, it was there. just us two and of course money all the stuff that we i those are the kinds of things i handle behind the scenes that my husband was doing other when well, he was doing all the other things i was handling the actors and and everything uh in that way as far as that's mm -hmm. concerned but it, it it we had a lot of help in from our commissioner film commissioner she was wonderful and mm -hmm. scouting and helping us scout the community was great too. And yes we had many many people involved in um in supporting us and helping us through this and it, it, it just what i think is so awesome is how smooth it was and how spiritual was the entire time even on set so it was just really great yeah. um, experience for everyone what was uh what were some spiritual moments that you felt when you were creating this film oh. in creating the film well for yeah, one thing the, the, the characters, spiritual moments well the characters really wrote themselves i i um it was one of those scripts where um you know, I had this uh, the idea, and then once I d identified individual characters in the family, and uh, you know, other characters like Mrs. Foster, um, who uh, Alaska, you know, has this, this other relationship with. I mean, you know, the dialogue just seemed to flow right out. The plot points and situations seemed to, to kind of roll out, um, which is, if any of you are writers, I know that's not an. E it doesn't really happen like that usually. This one seemed to really write itself. And to me, that was all a spiritual thing. I think the Lord had a lot of hand in some of that um, and bringing it out and helping me hone down, you know, and, and polish and get it to a point where it was, uh, you know, an engaging story that, uh, and, and I know because when we are filming on set and these actors are on set with these words that I've written, that's, that's just the, uh, the, the framework, but, but they take these words and they, just create these scenes and I'm standing there in the midst of them in this other world that, that they're portraying. 
it's unbelievable to, to watch. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, it's kind of hard to express and put in words uh, the feeling and the, of the spirit you had on some of these scenes because it, they were very emotional and touching and, and it was real. It just seemed very real. Did you ever find yourself praying for guidance for the film? I, I would imagine so. I, I could be oh, wrong, yeah. but I, I assume that I you think, did, at least somewhat. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I think all of us did, and uh, even the actors. Yeah, and you know, in, in one on set, one of the actors, one of the major actors, told me that, that uh, she had prayed for a part uh, that was very similar to what I had presented, and when it was received through her agent, she couldn't believe that this was the same night, like the next day after praying, she received that offer for me for this role. And, and, and it just, she was ready to go. Yeah. It was, she's that, <laughs> Can that, you tell it. me who, who the, who that character was? That was our judge. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Not so judge we're, Judy, but no, <laughs> no, 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 much better than judge Judy. No. <laughs> Um, by the way, I apologize for any of you listening to the podcast. If you hear, hear noise, uh, somebody's throwing around a ping pong ball upstairs. So uh, <laughs> if you hear the noise, I apologize. If not, then ignore that. But uh, just so you know, sometimes these podcasts, I'm trying to get a noise condenser microphone and a more professional sounding microphone when I do these podcasts, I'm trying to get into voiceover work. But we'll go there later. Let's uh, talk more about the film here. So did you film it at a house and at a courthouse? Did you, did you have to find a house to film this in? How did that all come about? Did you film it at a yeah. studio or what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, everything was location. We had no money for any studio, and there's no studio that I know of here anyway that, that no. could have accommodated us. But we, we I went scouting for a house, and I found a couple houses. We settled on one, and um, that was the home. That became the Rose home. and. Um, the courthouse actually was not a courthouse. It was the Broward County Commission uh, building that uh, we converted to a courthouse. And they were very for, uh, gracious on making a deal with us to work in there as well. And oh, wow. So I, said, I said Broward. I didn't mean Broward. I meant Bay County. <laughs> I don't know where I, I got Broward County from. Now, did yeah, you Bay, have to – oh, go ahead. Bay County court, uh, uh, Commissioner, yeah. Yeah. Now, did you have to call a realtor and say, listen, I, this house is for sale, but can we rent it out for- No, it was an occupied house. It was friends of ours, actually, yeah, that we, we knew. Oh! Yeah, yeah, they were so happy. Yeah. <laughs> it was good for them, too. They were very helpful and involved. Um, super great, super great couple. Yep. The, um, the Davises. The Davises. Uh, which also one of the, the, the younger, the, the wife, she plays a very small part in, in as well. It's not it's a non-speaking part, but she she made it. Yeah, All right. And, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, good. Um, I want to get into the film itself. The dilemma that I'm facing, and help me out here, I don't want to give the film away because you need people to see it. So if I start going out of bounds, let me know. Okay. Sure. Uh, the film starts with... Uh, Somebody, I don't know who that somebody was, uh, somebody owed, what was it, $750, and I guess it was a judge saying you owed it. Somebody, no, it was another person, and said, I can't pay that, and then it starts right into uh, Alaska, also nicknamed Allie. Yes. Uh, she was caught, I guess, uh, she was uh, confronted by the judge saying you you had illegal possessed alcohol, I'm paraphrasing, 
Uh, basically, yeah. you're guilty of illegally possessing alcohol. And the parents said, well, look at my ID. And the judge said, oh, that was a fake ID. And then she said, I can either, the judge said, I can either give you jail time or 150 community service hours. And she complained, Allie complained. And then the judge said 200. And somehow it was agreed that 150 community service hours would be good. Uh, Alaska said, well, this is going to be my whole life. You know how 18 year olds are. And uh, this is going to be my whole life. And then she goes into the center, doesn't like it. Uh, she runs into this old lady. Now, this is where I'm ignorant because I am blind and I didn't, I didn't have anyone describing it, but it sounded like Miss Foster was demanding. Am I correct? Or was that just the perception I got? Because I'm sure that there were things happening visually that I didn't pick up on. Well, um, yeah, the point is Alaska was in court because of an incident where she had some she was an underage possession of alcohol and she had an ID that was kind of, you know, fake ID. So yeah. And, and she was given the community service hours. That was her sentence. Yeah. Um, because she had just turned 18 and, you know, she'd been kind of troubled for a little bit and kind of a, out, of, out of control doing some things, but now she's 18. So she actually had a real sentence. Yeah. And once she's there, yeah. Mrs. Foster is one of the individuals at this um, retirement facility where she's assigned. And she's, she's kind of to herself and hard to approach and abrasive and doesn't want anybody around her. And here's this young girl there now in her room and having to, to deal with her and talk to her. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of a perception. You're, you're correct. Okay. And then, so the movie goes on, um, you know, it goes back and forth between gray, uh, between Alaska at the assisted living center and, her partying and she's at somebody's house partying and this guy said are you busy and grace said well kind of something to that effect and she said and the guy said well let's go on a walk well that means basically let's go upstairs and make love uh, basically and uh we go from there back to the assisted living center where she goes to be uh the mc of a talent show and it just goes back and forth between Alaska being with her friends and, um, you know, back to the assisted living center. And she grudgingly does this talent show. Does she, she doesn't sing in it though, does she? No. And, and without okay. going into detail of this, of the film, which yeah. we probably wouldn't want to do, we, we yeah. would probably say that just that she is assigned here to this facility and she has, you know, a relationship that with Mrs. Foster that, you know, kind of changes over time because of yeah. things that occur. And at the same time, of course, she's trying to deal with her friends and then her mom, I'm sorry, mom, her dad and her um, single dad now and, and her brother. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, she's dealing with all of this stuff on her and it's kind of, kind of coming down on her now. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, it sounds like, uh, Miss Foster was her counselor, and we find well, I don't know how much of the film I want to give away because you need to make money at this still. Yeah, not well, <laughs> obviously, yeah, we don't yeah, we don't really want not to, too much more about that. We don't we don't really talk about. I mean, I mean, laying out the entire plot of the story is really not. Yeah, we don't do. Okay, so let, about, let's get to the yeah. ending though, where 
No, we can't well, talk about the ending. Well, I would not really <laughs> want to talk about the ending either. Okay. Well, let's just say eventually she finds uh, grace. She finds God, accepts Jesus Christ as her Savior. And, uh, you know, some would say it, and I would actually agree, she got saved. And we can go that far. Uh, you know, it doesn't say that in the film. That's that's how some people, you know, Baptists, whatever, would interpret it as uh, basically she got saved. Would you agree with that? I don't know because I haven't seen the film. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if that occurs. And, and I, yeah, just, yeah. I, what I can say is she's a, um, you know, she's from a family that, that, that is, that has had a base of faith at some point and this tragedy occurred to them. Um, and now they're kind of, um, you know, she, she's kind of dealing with how things are now mm-hmm. and it's up to her if she can or not. I mean, I don't, you know, it's up to the audience whether she they determine that. I don't know. Okay, so let's go into what were mistakes. What did you learn about doing a film, and what what are what yeah. are the do's and don'ts for doing an indie film, and what's your next project? Thank you. Yeah, uh, certainly. Um, I guess the mistake. You know, I would say we could have saved money in certain areas because uh, once we learn how to streamline our process. Through this process, through this film, I think we could probably do it for about a half the price, and it was already very, it wasn't very, it didn't cost much at all. But I think we could probably do it for about a half next time in the way we've done it, um, just because of the way we can streamline it. I think just in that process, but we learned a lot, uh, you know, about um, the scheduling and you know having people on time and. I've done a lot of research into it, but I, but it really seemed to work in what we did. I mean, when everybody was on board and because they were so enthusiastic about the project, it, it really, it's almost like effortless during that. So I think that if someone's thinking about it to do it, I know that the big thing is preparation. You really have to prepare before you even start to do it. I mean, it's good to have the idea to do it, but you want to have everything in place before you even start filming or shooting that first scene. You want to do all the pre-production work. You want rehearsals done. You want, you want contingencies in place, right? You want, um, for everything, not just contingencies for, 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 um, for example, food and stuff or aspects of the production, but, but contingencies for talent as well. I mean, you need to have somebody who's, does this person backs out? Who's the next one in that game, but it has to be someone that, 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 you know, will, will be good in that role. Those kind of things, you know? And so, I mean, it's, it's a lot. I mean, I know that the next one I do will be much easier. It'll never be easy, but it'll be a lot easier. And I can do it for less budget, for sure. Uh, even though the budget itself will probably be higher. I'm hoping shooting for a higher budget movie. And we're working on it right now. We're working on a couple different things. Um, one of them is an action thriller. And uh, the other is kind of a romantic dramedy that we're looking at. Uh, kind of a holiday film that oh. we're trying to put together. Yeah. So before we uh, leave the film aspect here, your film, uh, let's just let me just clarify something. As far as getting saved, that's for you to decide. I just I, this is a Christian film, and you know I've been in the South. You're in the South in Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been in many Baptist services. Oh, so and so got saved today. So when I say got saved, no, I'm not trying to preach any false doctrine. I'll leave that up <laughs> to you. But that's how some people would interpret it. That was my whole point. Anyway, let's carry oh, on. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, let's carry on, though. Um, 
So before we, before I get to other questions, your film comes, okay, where can people pick up your film now? Well, right now it's not released until April 21st, which is about three okay. weeks from now. That's the release date. And you can find it anywhere at, at that point. It'll be on DVD and every, uh, I, I can't, I, there's a number of platforms that it'll be on at the same time that it'll be released on. People should be seeing yeah. what market. Okay. So it'll be and on Netflix in April and Amazon prime and, yeah. Well, Netflix will be later. That's a, that's a subscription video. There's just so many platforms. Video. There's more than, more than we can yeah. name it's right a, now. It'll be a tiered release, which will mean you'll have transactional video first, which is wherever you can buy and rent videos okay. for films, you can find it there. Targets, Walmarts, or DVDs, stuff like that will be as well. Um, oh. Yeah, those kind of things. I mean, it could be a DVD as well. DVD and streaming video. Yeah. Okay. All right, so... Yeah. And then I think you told me Living Scriptures was going to pick it up, correct? Yeah, that, they're scheduled uh, later on in the year because of, uh, again, first you have to go through these other tiered release yeah. things. Yeah. Okay. Now, let's get into something that, uh, oh, before we do that, yes, you, I, I guess they're airing your movie on a Canadian TV network right now, correct? Uh, it's been sold overseas, so... In different places, yeah. It's in different countries. Okay. Do you know what TV network in Canada is airing it? No, at the moment, no. At the moment, okay, I don't. Okay, because you said that they, and I want to get into this, uh, descriptive video track. You yes. said that they put in a descriptive video track. Now, will that be available here in the States as well at some point? Yeah, that I'm not sure of, but uh, I, I can definitely get back to you and let you know if if our U.S. distributor will have that. Um, I know overseas there were a couple markets that were that wanted that, so I will... Uh, we'd love to have that here in the U.S. Now I will, I can follow up with you and let you know if that will happen here too. Okay. Yeah. Cause uh, I would have liked, I mean, I, you did a great job filling me in. I don't want to give the whole film away, but you did a great job right. filling me in. But for those that don't have access to you, <laughs> um, I'm not even sure I understood everything. Yeah. It would have been really cool to have a descriptive uh, track. The problem is, is I don't know how many indie films out there actually do, and I don't know how many producers are aware of such things. And yeah, at first I'd heard of it when, was with, when my distributor mentioned it. I'm like, I never heard of that. And I was like, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that they had that option to do. So uh, for someone who's visually impaired, that would be a, the best option, obviously, to experience a movie. Yeah. Um, let's talk about indie films. I had a conversation on my last podcast last week with, uh, the Goodmans, Stephanie and Kels Goodman, wonderful mm -hmm. people. Yes, I know you met them at the film festival. Mm -hmm. By the way, I am really thinking about going to the film festival. I, I would say there's probably about a 70% chance that I'm going next year. Oh, good. Oh, um, and good I, I don't know if I'll watch everything, but I will definitely pay the $75 to get in for a, a pass or whatever it is mm -hmm. at that point. And yes. hopefully the coronavirus will be gone by then and we can resume. <laughs> put back well, in a year, hopefully it will be. Yeah. Of course, you have the next season. And it'll probably yeah, get that, the that's a whole nother topic. But anyway, let's just assume <laughs> it, it goes on. Yeah. And uh, what do you think is the future of indie films in general because the Goodmans were talking about how people were getting tired of Hollywood and so many remakes of this movie, that movie. Now I don't see that happening personally. Everybody I knew went out and saw the star Wars movie, except for maybe a select people that everybody I knew 
And I keep thinking, yeah. why do we need all these remakes? What do you think the future holds for indie films? Such well, as it's such, whatever. Well, Star Wars, of course, is an indie, and that's Hollywood. I, I, I believe the you know there's always Hollywood's always going to crank out movies. I don't know. There's lulls in the market here and there. Obviously, now with this going on, I mean the theatrical films are picking up. Uh, I hit, but um, yes, we. Uh, I think there's a very good future for all film. I mean, the independent film. Now, any at this time of um, history, anybody who has any talent can get a film out. Um, they can get it up somewhere, and they can get people to look at it. So, uh, so the market's kind of flooded. So you got to set yourself apart from all the other projects. So I think just, but, but I know that there's a great, great market in the future for independent film, and I hope you're part of it. Actually, how hard is it to get a film distributed? Uh, very hard, <laughs> very, very hard. I, I feel. So blessed that we were able to uh, find a good distribution company that, that that loved the film and wanted to distribute it. I mean, I a lot of people uh, starting out get into they make a film and and they don't get distributed or, or they uh, have trouble getting it or they only get partial distribution. But the, we, you know, we, we I never I never thought I would get distribution when we started this. I thought maybe okay, we'll we'll play it in a couple of festivals or we'll show it to some friends and we'll have it and I can maybe use it as a calling card. But uh, we were very fortunate to. to you know, for whatever reason, to obtain that that uh, distribution, and, and we're blessed, blessed in that. I just, it, I know it's very, it's a lot of work. I had to do a lot of networking, a lot of, uh, you know, nose and going to different places and trying to network. Yeah, but we, very fortunate. What? How did you? I forgot to ask you. How did you come up with the money for the film? Was it was it hard to get money? And then how did you actually get lucky enough to distribute your film? Well, we did invest some of our own money, and then we found a couple of investors, small investors as well. Um, the best way is to keep the budget very, very low. I wrote the script to be very low budget, and then so it was it was marketable. And I knew that by doing that, if we did get distribution, we would get the money back and probably make a profit. Um, so that's kind of how we kind of planned it that way to do it. Uh, we we I had the means to do it. You know, I'm ready. I'm later in life. Uh, we had a little savings set up, you know, to put away. Um, and the people that were wanting to invest were very fortunate to have them on board as well. So, yeah. Have you gotten any feedback about the film? I know it's not out here in the U.S. yet, but have you gotten any feedback overseas or people who saw it at the film festival or whatever? Yeah, I mean, every, every pre-screening we have, we have a lot of very good feedback. And, of course, the, uh, the one of the only two film festivals that we did enter uh, it did receive Best Picture nomination, as well as a Best Supporting Actress nomination, and uh, so that was very we're pleased on that. Um, it was a, an official selection at the other one as well. Uh, so yeah, we we got great great feedback so far, um, and everywhere that everybody who has had seen it, there's been reviews online. There's been some articles written on the, the film. So yes, we we're pleased with the uh, feedback. Well, good. And when does it, okay, when do, for those of, that are listening and forgot, when does it come out in the stores? I guess it's going to come out in the stores first and then the online streaming platforms. Well, no, actually, that's opposite. Online streaming is April 21st. In the stores should be May 5th. Oh, okay. Okay, so it'll be on Amazon, whatever, yep. on 21st, and then Netflix, what you said, in May sometime as well? Well, and Netflix will be a whole nother tier which would be later in the summer if we okay 
that's after the transactional, but the DVDs, Blu-rays and stuff will be in the stores May 5th. Okay. All right. Well, um, now I know you two are LDS. Um, what, uh, I'll, I'll let whoever wants to go first, go first. Uh, what do you like best about being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints? Uh, I guess knowing that it's true. I, I know that, that I have a, that we have the church restored and the uh, prophet on the earth again today. And uh, I, we can receive greater light and knowledge. Um, I just, uh, it's, it's fully blessed my wife as well. But, uh, and then when I made this film, actually, it wasn't, it actually wasn't about the uh, church in Jesus Christ or focusing on that at all. It was, no it was a non-denominational faith base. It's just based on biblical truths. And uh, so, yeah, but I wanted that because I didn't want to alienate anybody from anything as well um, yeah. with, with the story. Because I, because I know the Church of Jesus Christ is the same gospel as any Christian gospel. So it's all the same gospel. So that, that's, that's, what, that's the kind of the focus of the film. Mm -hmm. uh, what about you, Stacy? About, about being a member? Yeah. Kevin, oh. and Kevin, real quick, I have to take a call really quick. I'll probably be back on in just a second. But. Okay, yeah, I'll let Stacy talk then. Okay. <laughs> no, I just think being a member of the church has been a wonderful thing. It has, um, especially in these times right now, how we're all, you know, people of the world are, are panicking over the a virus. It's global. Um, knowing, you know, being prepared and, and knowing that fear isn't of God. It's, it, you know, obviously we have trials that we have to go through and you know the, the whole point of this life but um you know to know how to deal with them and having the gospel has really having that in my life has really helped me be able to um handle those things a little better no one's perfect none of us are not that i don't have I sometimes get scared about things that's not what i'm saying but i mean overall fear just letting it control you um where you're panicking and rushing out and hoarding or whatever it is that you're, you're trying to do to, you know, think that the world is ending or something, um, that you don't have to be that way. You don't have to feel that fear, um, remembering and the ministering of others that there's going to be someone worse off than you to, to be reminded of helping everyone that you can and to lessen the burdens of your own. So if we keep that in mind, that I think is most important, but that's one of the things I and blessed with and also of course our our leaders of the church and having a prophet i mean i i i can't be more more blessed in having that in my life than anything else so that's what i love about being a member oh great one more question i want to ask you that i forgot to okay um and i'll let uh warren answer this when he comes back we were talking last week about somebody is going to bridge the gap between LDS and other Christians mm -hmm. as far as movies. Now, he said, and I didn't know what he was alluding to, that some people have almost done it within the LDS community. They've almost mm -hmm. bridged the gap because, okay. you know, sometimes we'll buy a film from Baptists or we'll buy a film from whoever in the mm -hmm. Christian, but historically, people think, oh, so-and-so is LDS, and I've seen it on our side, too. Well, there's a ton of Christian radio stations out there. Gosh, right. I used to listen to two specifically when I was a kid. 
just because I thought it was really neat that somebody was actually talking about God on the radio. I knew it wasn't our folks, but gosh, whatever they said sometimes just resonated with me as a kid. But I've seen a lot of people, oh, well, this is a Christian station. That doesn't speak to me. Hmm. Do you see the your film maybe being the gap bridger between LDS and other Christians? Or do you think that that's a ways off? Because uh, Kel said that we have almost come to that point. Not quite, but almost. Well, I think we have. My husband just came back in there and heard half the rest of this question. I'll let him okay. answer and I'll just kind of fill in the gaps. But he... He definitely can answer this one for sure. Okay. Well, interesting you asked that. That is that is definitely one of the goals, mm-hmm. I, I feel, because um, it, it is all the same gospel. So I, when I wanted to tell a story, I wanted to tell a story uh, from a gospel perspective. And, and, I, and the gospel is true. I mean, yep. what, what kind of believer you are. I mean, we all believe in Jesus Christ as our Savior. It's no difference. So yeah, uh, I felt that... That's why I didn't want to be too um, alien. Like when I say alien, I'm like, you know, canned into one particular religion or anything on it. So, um, yeah, so that, that, that's, I felt that if we just stuck to true gospel truths, mm-hmm. um, that would be the case and, and from biblical truths because it's all the same. Yeah. The question was bridging the, the Hollywood and, and Christian community. Or is that what you're yeah. bridging into Hollywood? Yeah, I mean, and that's why I wanted that, to include the Hollywood that, stars. That's why I think too. that's what, what I was going to say is that, um, you know, it was interesting that we started out with our, you know, our Christian faith, our Christian based actor and actresses. And then we were reaching out to Hollywood for the other stars, which brings in that Hollywood element, but doesn't take away from the Christian side of the film. And so it kind of blends the two, and it went with his film, this film that, you know, in the storyline, yeah. it really it makes people see that that can actually happen. It's, 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 um, it can happen. It's, cap- you know, fully capable of um, working out. So I think. Yeah. So you know, members of the church will watch this. Well, what I've seen uh, from yeah. my experience in the screenings we've done and they, they'll watch this film and they'll identify that, yeah, this is a, this is a family from the church and uh, they're going through this and they're going to they, they, they may see it that way, of course. And, and then you have people who are, mainstream Christian or Baptist or whatever. And they're like doing the same thing. They're like, Oh, this is a family that's just Christian. It's, and, it's basically yeah. been yeah. talked about as the most unnatural script that some of them has had read in a long time. That was easy to read, easy to act, easy to, uh, to do overall as a, as a script. Um, I think, and I think people can see that, that natural real life, scenarios that most people in the world are doing there's very sensitive topics in the in the script and it's it touches a lot of people in ways that we were hoping and and the uh, the outcome that we received the the loving support the 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 comments that we were receiving really made it so much so much worth all the efforts that we've done um and i just commend my husband for that story because of course the story came from him his mind (laughs) Um, I had nothing to do with that specifically, but I do, I mean, I, I'm very grateful that, that the world is seeing what he portrayed, what it wanted, he wanted people to see. And basically the overall, the overall theme is hope. So people can walk away with a sense of hope, um, that things will work out and things can be better, that we have these trials and, you know, and thankfully, um, 
a lot of the, po the folks that we spoke to, it really resonated with them. We had a lot of emotional people coming out of that <laughs> the screening and it was really touching. Um, so we're thankful and, and I know my husband's very thankful for that as well. Yeah, I, I found it to be a very uplifting movie. And actually, when I was done, I just thought, wow, this is what Hollywood needs to start doing. <laughs> well, that's that's what we hope, too. That's a great yeah. problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, anything that I forgot to cover? No, I think... No, I, we're very thankful uh, for the, uh, the time. Yes, sir. Speaking with us and, um, and for, you know, taking time and finding Grace and for mentioning it. And, uh, you. you know, I'm glad you enjoyed the experience with it and we hope many others do too we just like to get that message of hope out if we can people. very true well great um well i want to thank you for being on the podcast uh and i will talk to you all later yes all right thank you Kevin. thank you we sir appreciate your time today yep.